Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your line so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Good morning, Blog Talk Radio. This is your co-host, Ian Robb on Whatever Wednesdays, Beamer Whatever Wednesdays, and we got an exciting day. Lisa, I can't believe it, but we have at least 15 people before the show even started to dial in to get on the show. We must have something important to talk about. What could that be, Lisa Diamond? Well, I think it is not your uh, intro into (laughs) Beamer Blog Talk Radio, Um, But, of course, we are having uh, Dr. Joshua Burka on today, who really needs no introduction. Um, He will be on with us shortly. And before he comes on, uh, we just want to talk about a couple of announcements. And if you have any questions about it, um, please let us know. Uh, The first thing is is that uh, Ian and I are helping out the RAM team helping coordinate the uh, food and drinks and ice and coffee and snack bars and sunscreen and all of that stuff that they need while they're on the road from Oceanside, California to Annapolis, Maryland. And uh, if you get the uh, Monday Motivation, um, there is a link there for you to fill out a uh, sign-up volunteer form, and all you'll do is put in your name, your phone number, your email address, and then just leave a comment about whether you can be there in person or you just want to help donate $5, $10, $100, $1,000, whatever it is. Um, And then you will be contacted individually by um, either myself or Ian, to make arrangements for your um, for your volunteer um, efforts, and we appreciate it. Uh, we have had so many people come on in the last couple of days. So, um, as you can imagine, the coordination that goes on behind the scenes with the the thirty plus crew members, the eight riders, and keeping them on the road and moving forward um, is is a big task. So we appreciate the Beamer family and anything that you can do to help. Um, Also along those lines, uh, uh, there is a flyer in the back office um, in the distributor library under sales and marketing. I think it says Ram, Ram flyer. Um, And you can use that flyer to um, hand, you know, email, text it, um, hand it out to your distributors 
to get them involved. And in addition, use it for prospects and customers and, you know, get them involved and show them, you know, the power of Beamer as far as a performance endurance recovery device. I mean, if it's, if it works for the, the eight-man Beamer Ram team, imagine what it could do for the individual. So it's a great marketing tool. And um, if you want to learn more about that, Casey Conrad is uh, doing a training uh, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow night, Thursday, June 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. It's on BeamerMeetings.com. And she is doing a training on how to leverage the RAM race to generate interest and sales. So, uh, you know, if you've ever seen Casey, her trainings are amazing. And this is just a really great opportunity because we only have um, a few weeks left of the double sales points. So if you're a junior looking to become a senior. Um, this is a great way to, to use this event um, to help promote that for you. Uh, if you're a senior looking to uh, go to group leader and group leaders to team managers, um, it's a really quick way to rank up. So, um, you know, this is a good opportunity to uh, take advantage of that training tomorrow night, uh, 7 p.m. with Casey Conrad, Beamer Meetings, Dot com. Um, also in the motivation, like I said, there is a link there to uh, click and donate and help out. If anybody has any questions whatsoever, you can push one on your phone now. And Ian, you want to talk about the um, upcoming prequel to the Beamer Academy, the Equine Academy. Oh, the prequel to that. That's what Daisy Picking is doing with Patina. That's for people that, let's just be honest, they're not equine savvy. They don't know much about horses. And this was something that we talked about when we formulated the academy, that we needed to have an opportunity for people to learn more because the HLAs that Beamer has is trying to get more people that are not in the equine world to be comfortable in talking about the Beamer set and to be comfortable and able to sell it. So this activity, thanks for letting me talk about this, Ms. Lisa Diamond, is on June 16th, Thursday, from 8 to 9.30. It is open for everybody. It's an online special. They're going to be talking about the horse basics, the cost of a horse, you know, what does a horse want, you know, the animals prey, the fight or flight, the six senses and behaviors of a horse. There's a lot of common things that before you get yourself involved in the equine world, you really need to know about the equine world because I'm going to tell you, this equine world out there, they can sniff out an imposter. If you try and get out there, you don't know what you're talking about in regards to the horse world, they can tell right away that you're just not a horse person. And so that's something to be aware of. And if you are interested in doing the academy and you're already signed up, my recommendation is 100% is to also sign up for that event as well. All right. Up, oh, Lisa wants to talk. Um, well, I was just going to mention, speaking of the horse set, uh, starting today, um, if you're placing an order for a horse set, um, just be aware that those are being shipped from Liechtenstein International three-day shipping. 
you will not get an initial uh, tracking, but you definitely want to have your customers or new um, equine distributors sign up for UPS My Choice so that they get a notification through there. So I talked to John Rockenstein yesterday. And he told me that you can see the customer there and look at it. You'll be able to track what's going on there when it's coming through. So we hopefully we'll be talking more about that as well. And understand that this is a trial thing. It's supposedly going till the end of July. So let's see how this works coming from our horse sets from Lincolnstein. All right. And then we do have a coming live event. Um, there are going to be several that are going to be popping up, these Beamer Saturdays. Uh, they're going to vary in time, but usually like three to four hours. There'll be a presentation, product presentation, giving people opportunity to have Beamer sessions. And if you're, if you're new to Beamer post-2020, I'll just say, uh, and you aren't used to um, being at these live Beamer Saturday events, uh, it really makes such a difference um, than being on Zoom and being on a presentation. You have just the energy of the room. It's, you know, you, typically it's more than, you know, two or three Beamer distributors collaborating and everybody bringing their prospects and their, their other IBDs with them. And so there's just a lot of energy in the room, uh, a lot of testimonials. And, you know, let's be honest, we know that, you know, testimonials, testimonials work uh, and you know people get to try it out firsthand they get to ask questions and it's just really nice to be um, all together so definitely check um, the motivation Monday for that because uh, tickets are on sale uh, some of these have just a small fee and that's just to help cover the cost of the room some of them may be serving lunch and it may help cover the cost of the lunch as well um, but you definitely want to support these and get your um, prospects out there. There is one coming up in June 11th this weekend in Stanford, Connecticut. Um, there's one in June 18th in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. There's another one June 18th out in Mesa, Arizona. And I think that one is, is um, actually pretty full. So if you're in that area, definitely check that out. There's Salt Lake City. Um, in Utah, that's June 25th. Um, Annapolis, Maryland, there is going to be one June 25th, and that is uh, the weekend after the Beamer uh, Ram team uh, hopefully sets a new world record, and that's June 25th. Uh, Dallas in July, there's a couple of them. Dr. Burka will be at, at the one in Dallas. There's one in Detroit in July as well. So, um, and also too, just, um, you know, if, just think about setting up your own Beamer Saturday in your local area. Uh, maybe you have some of your distributors. Maybe there's some other distributors that you, on other teams that you can collaborate with. And, um, you know, try to get 30, 50 people in a room and, you know, do a presentation. And there's going to be lots to talk about that coming up, too. Great, because all we've got to say is Dr. Burke is going to come on Blog Talk, and we have about 50 people listening, wanting to hear him speak. 
and he's going to be coming on here shortly, guys, and before we get going. So that's what's going on. So if you have any questions, I know people like to talk on these shows. Hit one right now. Talk to us. See if you want to talk to us, add any comments or anything you would like to do before Dr. Burkett comes on. Um, if you've got any other questions going on, we do have a couple of good things coming up this month. This is going to be a huge month in the equine world, too. I can tell you right now that we have the BEEE, the Beamer Equine Educational Experience. The topic is the bond between the horse and the human. And not only are we going to be talking about the physical aspect of it all and how research talks to us about it, if how it influences uh, the relationship of, of your riding, what's going on. If I have an injury, what's going on might affect the horse or if the horse has an injury, could affect us too. But even more so, the electric energy field, about our heart revealability, we're going to be going deep into a lot of things. But what's going to be exciting about that is we've got some stellar people talking in this webinar. It's going to be Amberly Schneider, uh, world-famous barrel racer, and Boyd Martin, uh, an Olympic inventing person. And Shelby O'Leary is going to give us a concept, understanding a little bit more about the equine performance in coach. So there's going to be a lot. That's going to be an awesome thing. And that is on June 22nd, Wednesday, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Coast Time. So I'm looking forward to that right there. We do have Dr. Burke is with us. Dr. Burke, are you with us right now? I am. Let me transfer over to a microphone. Hold on. And you got me? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Can you hear me in? Absolutely, we do. What stress has got to do with it? I wasn't stressed at all before the show started <laughs> until we're having to make up conversations before we got people on. A lot of people wanted to hear you talk. So the topics that you have in regards to your motivational, or excuse me, Medical Mondays and Wellness Wednesdays is about stress, okay? That's right. And stress is is a big factor in a lot of our health issues going on. The you know, first thing you got to do is kind of understand how it kind of affects us. So maybe you could talk to us a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more how the, your Medical Monday went and what to look forward to in our Wellness Wednesday call tonight. Fabulous. Yeah, I had a wonderful guest on Monday, uh, Dr. of Osteopathy, a DO by the name of Dr. Edward Tamoya. And uh, we discussed the impacts of stress on both health and wellness and the importance of stress as it relates to Stress is good to a certain point. It's called hormesis, a little bit. That which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I mean, think about it from that perspective. And it's real because stress, when we look at Ian, is also in the eye of the beholder. And not really the eye, but the experience, the perception of that individual who is interrelating with their environment. And the truth is stress is okay as long as you can recover from it. And when we don't recover from stress or we don't recover effectively over time, that's when we start seeing true impact on our psyche, on our emotions, and physical body. So when you talk about um, stress, Dr. Burka, uh, I when I talk about stress, I always talk about it in, in three, three ways, emotional stress, physical stress, and environmental stress. Mm. Well said. I mean, for me, I don't really tease out the mind, body, mental. What we think is, is actually what we perceive as, as real, as like reality. The brain doesn't know the difference between an image that we create in our mind 
versus a real situation. The physiological responses, the biochemical responses, the mental, emotion, physical, the spiritual responses, measurable. And I heard you talking about heart rate variability earlier, uh, Ian, when some of you are out there. Um, these are measurable in that these have serious impacts on multiple levels. And so think about the environment, that which we integrate with and through. And if we don't do that, we don't have a positive relationship with our environment, people, places, things, and those perceptions of them, for sure it's going to have an impact on how we move, how we groove, how our blood flows, our longevity, or uh, how can I put it, our, our lifespan, health span, all of these are impacted. And for sure, I mean, there's all these articles on stress, and that's why I want to talk about what stress has to do with this. There's actually nothing more important to engage in and how you're responding and or reacting to stressful stimuli on a daily basis. We talked about that, and obviously there's a lot of stress from work, or you talk about relationships or the environment we're talking about. So once you identify what your stresses are, you can either try and change those. If you're unhappy with your work condition or your money, you can work more or maybe work less, your relationship. So once we understand that, but how, talk to us how we could work on how we react to that stressors. What should we do? That's a great that's exactly right. You have to identify what it is. And then I don't even look to identify just what it is. I start to thinking the question of why. Why am I so reactive to this situation, this person, this thing, this neural firing pattern that keeps coming up through a memory or maybe a fear of anxiety or something that might happen? None of these things are, are really real. And they are real. They're real enough as an individual experiences them or remembers the experience to them or even anticipates the experience to them. But you nailed it. And you said this, you either change the environment, for instance, if you said work, you change the work, or you change your relationship to it, how you're responding to that relation, that, that thing, that, that whatever it is. And the only way I've been able to work with people over this, because stress patterns are so imprinted, and we're going to go deeply tonight on Wellness Wednesday, I have a fabulous guest, a guest tonight, of how it literally, this not just gets imprinted into your neurology, your vascular, neurovascular flow, but into the very DNA that is our blueprint through epigenetic imprinting. In fact, up to four generations can be affected even when they're not experiencing that stress. That's how impactful stress is. So, yeah, that's how you deal with it. Um, there's a lot of tools to do this, and one of the ways um, – well, I'd like to ask you, I mean, what, what are the, one of the ways that you reset from stress, uh, either Lisa or, or Ian? I like to use the Beamer. I use my eight-minute session, and I like to meditate mm -hmm. and relax, and that calms me down completely. And I've actually taken my blood pressure before and then after, and I see a, a difference with that. Is, is, have you seen that too? Absolutely. I mean, the first thing is, if you're going to use the Beamer session, you're going to use the Beamer for that eight-minute commitment, which is very little. The intriguing aspect, and I see a lot of folks now, they put them in Lazy Boys or they put them in these reclining um, uh, lounge chairs. When possible, lie down completely flat on the B body. This already engages your parasympathetic nervous system, meaning it hits the brakes, and lets off the gas and allows you to let go, to be, to, to, uh, to flow, to, to be in a non, how can I put this very nicely, a non-threatened experience. Because when you're lying down to sleep, that means you're non-threatening. It's, it's like the, the antithesis of fight or flight. And so 
doing that and engaging, and you say meditate, there's many ways to do that. That could be uh, mantras, uh, holding mudras, but the most important thing that is involved for me around that and resetting the system as it relates to stress is breathing. Slow, smooth, deep, even breaths when you're on the beamer. Trying to clear the mind, don't force it. Remember, this isn't the act of doing, it's the act of receiving. Take that into the vessels. The act of constricting, active nature, or the act of relaxing. Very important perspective. Thinking of using the beamer, we're actually stimulating the body to relax. A, a kind of juxtaposed way of looking at it. But, um, yeah, beamer's a great way to do this. Uh, how about you, Lisa? Any uh, things that you had to, to maybe help de-stress? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a meditation practice, and uh, it's funny that you say lay flat on the beamer because I have recently just started doing that uh, instead of sitting up or sitting in a chair, and it does put me in a much more relaxed state. But when I'm mm-hmm, done with my mm-hmm. session, I get up and I am, you know, I'm back to my full energy. So, uh, you know, definitely that. And also just sometimes I do like a little bit of a, of a breath work where it's, you know, like four seconds in, four seconds out and just kind of regroup myself. Mm. Yes, a great way to do it. And when you're breathing and doing that, even a short single inhalation, deep inhalation, four seconds before out, you're literally resetting that vagus nerve that connects to your diaphragm, that's pressurizing the diaphragm and pelvic floor, going up through the heart, through your baroreceptors, and into your, the brain, uh, the, 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 the stem, the, the, the root, the reptilian aspect of who we are, to say, okay, it's okay. And, and, and if there's nothing easier to see than, I have, a, I have a little boy, Luca, he's eight months now, and when he goes into his crying fit and he doesn't get what he wants, he goes crazy, ah, screaming, screaming. But he does something that when adults freak out, they don't do. They get stuck in this slow, shallow breathing. Little children reset from their traumas. And what he does, wah, 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 crying, and he goes, <gasps> and the diaphragm literally <sighs> moves, and it resets into a pattern. The tears start to dry, and he can come up with a smile immediately. The ability to recover from stress is your capacity to perform. Think about that. Mm. Very, very cool. So on your Wellness Wednesday tonight, when you're talking about stress, uh, will you also be talking about what the long-term effects of stress are on the body and how that can manifest itself into a multitude of other things? Absolutely. We're going to try to do our best. I mean, this could be literally be, I mean, this is one of the deepest um, topics that really has, has been discussed. And it's underlying, it's a, you talk about the elephant in the room, it's the space between everything in the room that's talked about, but really unseen until it's experienced or it's diagnosed through symptoms or dis-ease. And so what stress does, it, it is a silent killer and it takes time. There's acute stress, which you can recover from, but chronic insulting stress you know, those who attend tonight, you'll, you'll hear me introduce something, or if you are very aware of it, it's called the allostatic load, the total load of stress, which builds up. Think of a cup, a glass, and you're filling it up with water. And those individuals who are um, chronically stressed, maybe it only takes a couple drops of water for them to overflow, versus an individual who can take more, they have more resiliency 
and they're able to respond, recover, and then perform again. As we, and sleep has a huge thing to do with this, by the way, sleep is the antithesis of stress. And so that opposition, the ability to drop into a deep sleep, directly affects the individual to one, cope, identify, cope, and respond appropriately to stressful events, insults, uh, whether they're real or perceived. So let me ask you about heart rate variability and sleep. Uh, should should you be looking for a lower heart rate variability when you're sleeping to, to be in that REM sleep, or is it higher? What was that? Are you there? Yes. I'm here, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I was asking the heart rate variability when you when you look at that um number for yourself or I look at it for myself is that heart rate variability if you're getting a good deep sleep should that be higher or lower? Yeah, or so when you're looking at it from this perspective as we fall asleep the heart rate begins to slow, so it's resting weight. The core body temperature drops, which this is really important. So I want to I want to pause here and then divert a bit. You, anyone, Lisa, Ian, anyone listening, cannot get into a deep sleep unless you're able to change your core body temperature. And think about this: the ability to do this is a response to environmental stimuli, and that's how we begin the stressful. That's how we start shutting down um, operating systems within the brain, nervous system, body. And we go into, okay, these are the, the fundamental needed systems. That has to do with core body temperature. So if you're sleeping hot or someone's taking a hot shower before bed, bad plan. Take a cold shower. Turn the heat down at night. So that a cold temperature is very important. But your heart rate variability changes as you cycle through different stages of sleep. So you want it to go up and you want it to shift in relationship. Uh, and rather than looking at HRV when I sleep, I'd be looking at movement patterns and breathing patterns in relationship to the heart, which is heart rate variability. But, yeah, you want your heart rate variability to be, uh, to be high. It's a relationship of how you breathe and how your heart beats. And I'm going to just pause for a second. Your heart should not have to work hard. It should only keep time. Therefore, when your lungs and heart are in balance, this has a direct relationship to autonomic homeostasis or balance. It also has to do directly with how blood flows and where it goes by the tone the microvessels are keeping in the process. Think about this. Your heart all of a sudden just can't start beating when uh, back in the day there was a lion or a bear or you're trying to run for a taxi or an Uber. <laughs> what happens is your heart has to, your, your lungs have to be the bellow to pump the oxygen and your heart increases, but the key factor for optimal performance to respond to kick in sympathetic drive and get out of there in a stressful situation has to directly do with your microvessels and their ability to dump nitric oxide and vasodilate so blood flow is moving into those tissues that are engaged to take action. That means to, to do exercise, to run, to do whatever it is. And before I get into a little more, this is a sticky subject, but I want to talk about it because True relief from stress is the opposite of it. It's not going out and engaging so you can get more endorphins or cortisol. And boy, you runners out there are not going to like me for saying this. But when you're running, 
It engages the sympathetic drive of your nervous system because it's the action of survival innately. And so that can be traumatic over long term. You can say, oh, I feel so better. It's my de-stressor. Let it be part of your training and allow recovery so then you can do that. But don't think that that is a de-stressor. It actually is a masker. And I mean that in any way that we take masks or things that suppress our experiences related to stress. And again, I'm not against any pharmacological agents, but long-term stress causes low energy. We go for caffeine, stimulants, those things that are exciting. And this is our, um, I'm mean, kind of on soapbox here, but um, it's true. And so you want the heart rate variability to be at a high level, but at the same time, you want motion of the body. It's more about brain waves. And so if you really want to look at sleep, it comes down to brain waves. We must have specific rhythms that drop into deep sleep. Otherwise, your brain cannot drain. The glymphatic system cannot be engaged, and we literally are swimming in a cesspool of our own waste products. I know, gross, but uh, I'll end there. I kind of got off track. <laughs> Go ahead. No, that's perfect. Actually, we got a couple of questions coming our way, but before we get to them, you bring up a good point. Okay. And I just want to say one thing. I used to de-stress or thought I was de-stressing because when I get stressed out, I'd go exercise. I'd go play tennis or basketball or whatever, and I'd kind of use that as my vehicle. And you're telling me right now that when I would do that, I wasn't really de-stressing? No, so, so you're engaging and resetting the system. The key factor is when you engage and you increase blood flow in that way, you're just, it, it's kind of like raising the bar, but you'll have to fall back down to that level. And that's the key. You can go challenge the body or stress the body more if you're not recovering in the appropriate manner from that insult or allostatic load, cumulative stress, then ultimately the body begins to degenerate from the inside out. For example, cortisol. We don't give, doctors don't give more than, or they shouldn't give more than two, three cortisol shots, cortisone shots, because by the nature, they break down the tissue. They suppress inflammation. They have a huge impact on how blood flows. So, yeah, it's a suppressive therapy, for instance, cortisone, cortisol, designed for short-term, same thing in the body. I mean, we have a very rela good relationship um, of how cortisol and melatonin are um, inversely related via our circadian rhythms. So too much stress impacts not just how we perform, but also how we recover. Oh, Dr. Burkett, we should have had this conversation back in the 80s when I was playing college <laughs> tennis when they kept on shooting me with all those cortisone shots every single time. But let's, let's talk about this. I'll tell you what I did when I used to teach tennis. When people would stress out yeah. or start to get tight, I would actually have them squeeze their fist and make it even tighter and tighter and then stop and then relax and it forces them to relax. So that's kind of what you're saying is going on in the body when we do that exercising. Is that correct? That's exactly right. And for instance, running allows us to go on autopilot. So there are good, how can I put it? If you're an athlete and you do something over and over, it becomes second nature. It's muscle memory. And so that also gives the mind, the brain, the neurological system a chance to objectively um, process stress. So it's, it's a manner in which it's a learned behavior of processing stress as well. As long as it's done in a functional manner, and the individual is recovering more than they're traumatizing themselves, then it's healthy. When it starts going the other way, that's when it becomes an unhealthy habit. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so let's, let's move on to the – we've got three topics we want to cover, and the next one okay. is going to be about the Beamer Equine Educational Experience. You, you, you know what our topic is this week, or excuse me, this month, correct? 
I sure do, and I love the, the entire concept of this. So let's talk about that a little bit more. In re- well, the topic, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to say what the topic is. The topic is law, and we talk a lot about the physical aspects. If I was so much injured or whatever, I'm guarding my body, how that could affect the horse. But I want to express with you right now for a few minutes, let's talk about the other aspect, the avatar aspect, the bond right there. And let's talk about how the electric energy field between the horse and the human and even the heart-to-heart rate field going with it. Can you talk a bit more about those two concepts? Absolutely, for sure. I mean, this we can start back with the environment. Let's get really fundamental and basic. How we relate to our environment. Now add in uh, an animal or a human around us. We're cross-talking. That, that animal, that horse is cross-talking with us both how they look at us physically, how they smell us, how we look at them, smell them, um, their sensations, that the wind is blowing. Animals are far more in tune to this, but we're also both tuned, not just animals, but horses and horses and humans are tuned and set up, and I don't mean you're tuned in that you know it, but you're tuned to experience it if you tap, tap in, this relationship to our environment through field energetics, sensations, intuitions, vibes, all these airy-fairy weird words, they're not nonsense. There's absolutely scientific data that validates that feelings, vibes, intuitions have a direct neurological effect. They come from within or out. It doesn't matter. They're self-generated and they express very specific brain wave patterns. Uh, alpha, delta, um, gamma waves is generally what we see for excitatory aspects of brain waves. But when we look at that horse-human interaction, that is called that suppleness, that ability to connect. And how's this? Let me make it real simple, Ian. Both have to feel safe. Both have to feel honored in their relationship. And therefore, they and we serve each other in the process of what we want to do or perform. That's the highest capacity of horse-human combination, horse-horse, human-human, animal-animal. It's this relating and relationship uh, you, you don't necessarily see lions and um, uh, deer hanging out together because that's not safe. But, yeah, horses trust us, and we've grown relationships with them. And whether it's mental, physical, and if there's issues with the human, then that horse is going to perceive them, even on a structural level, as a human sits on their back. And weight varies or varies the weight distribution of their dysfunctional, um, how can I say, kinematics, down to the horses, or I can even say transferring up through through horse-human connection from the other way around. Um, did, I, did that cover that, Ian? It does. It does, the, absolutely. And that's going to be on Wednesday, June 22nd at 8 p.m. Yeah, Eastern yeah. time, 5% Pacific Coast time. And we're going to be handing out a flyer to everybody out there in the Facebook IBD page for the horse set. And so you can either download it and then send it out to all your people that you like to participate I'm going to hand you off to Lisa. She's going to ask you the big question that everyone wants to know. Sounds good. Go ahead, Lisa. All right, our final topic. Uh, So I get a lot of questions um, from the field, from other uh, IBDs, asking about, can I say this? Can I say that? And so I just wanted to get maybe just a little bit of clarity around Okay, we used to be able to say PEMF device. Are we still allowed to say that? Okay, that's a great question. Beamer, let's start with the FDA's nomenclature. So 
Beamer deploys a pulsed electromagnetic field that's very specific. It uses a specific language and de delivers a, a specific information set to create or to facilitate a physiological response in the body. A plus B equals C. Beamer has a direct effect, not just through the flux or the field to transfer energy, but to do that in a specific manner that focuses on the microvessels. So in, if you re refer to PEMF, you refer to Beamer in the United States as a muscle stimulator that uses a pulse electromagnetic field to target the muscles and stimulate the muscles uh, to facilitate their performance, to enhance their blood flow. So that's the language that you speak with that. And I'll tell you why this is important. Because we're not just, Beamer's not just some PMS. And this is the joke out there on the internet. They're like, oh, PMS does this, PMS does this. No, it doesn't. The only thing all pulsed electromagnetic fields do is transfer energy, inductively transfer energy to charge particles, whether that's in the body, that's in the atmosphere, it doesn't matter. It's not just a simplistic aspect of transferring energy. I mean, I can do that with heat. I can literally put a hot cloth on. I'm like, oh, now my arm's warm. Now it's not. You're actually transferring information, and this is where the key is, and this is where frequencies come into effect. Uh, this is where flux densities, powers, uh, fields, energetics. So it's very complicated as you get into that. But Beamer is not a PEMF prod like therapy. It uses the PEMF to deliver its proprietary signal as a muscle stimulator here in the United States and as a physical vascular therapy throughout the rest of the world. Okay, perfect. I, I think that makes that clear. It's not that we can't say PMF. It's just the, the way the signal is delivered through the postal yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would literally, you wouldn't say Beamer's a PMF device. Like, don't say that because it's not. And, and how's this? Right. The FDA, very clearly, I was on the phone with them not too long ago, and they said, listen, don't say that Beamer's a PMF device. I said, why? And they said, very simply, the FDA does not clear PEMF devices. You're a cleared muscle stimulator. That product's a cleared bone stimulator. That product is a cleared um, brain stimulator for, for instance, like depression or migraine. So it's very specific, and it's important as you out there who are distributing the product as stewards of this product as IBDs, independent beamer distributors, it's your duty and responsibility to understand and know what you're doing, not just from information to be correct and right and transferring it, but from a compliance perspective of maintaining the integrity, uh, safety of this company, which has been, I mean, is the oldest company that's going on, that's FDA cleared, that is also deploying PEMF. So very unique what Beamer is and its positioning within the uh, global, uh, global and U.S. market. Thank you, Dr. Burke. I'm bowing. I want to go, ah, because what you just said, I'm going to practice, practice, practice. <laughs> over and over and over again because I'm a sponge. I want to take what you say. I want to memorize it. I want to spit it right back out there and put it in my own words. But it's, it kind of gets kind of tricky since we've been talking about the FDA, what we can or cannot say. And another thing that we, we're concerned about is that third box on that homepage, that very special program. Can we talk a little bit about that and how we can communicate? Because that was one of our strengths when I was working with triathletes and athletes about that special program. How, how can sure. we talk about this to the field? So let's talk about the evolution of this program first and how it's ended up where it is and how to discuss what it is. So the special program 
and, and this is going to take a little bit, but it's worth the time. We know that the so secret sauce of Beamer is a combination in the active stage. So this is in circadian rhythms, day-night cycles, is to use a combination of 10 and 30 hertz. This 10 and 30 hertz delivers a 30 hertz stimulation, which is um, up in the upper ranges. So that's more of a focus when you look at brain waves. And so an engaged stimulation, but a 10 hertz, which is based on relaxation. And it fires these frequencies in a specific proprietary manner that's patented to regulate how the muscles are contracting and relaxing. The smallest vessels, muscles. Those muscles, the smooth muscles, for example. I mean, of course, there's an impact on the skeletal muscles and all tissue in the body, but we focus really on the small muscles. And those small muscles aren't just necessarily deep. They're also superficial. And so that combination really sets up a balance of being in that flow. Think of it this way, Ian. You're getting off the gas and you're pushing the brakes at the same time. That's the standard programs of Beamer and, and levels, intensity levels. When you go into the special program, it exclusively uses that 10 hertz. And so it literally presses on the brake. It, it holds on the brake. And so as it's holding on that brake only, it triggers that sympathetic nervous system to let go, to relax. And so this is why this is utilized. Talk about athletics. Um, I've used this many times during the day for visualization training for individuals. And you, you don't have to set it for a certain time. Uh, you can set the alarm. You can do it for two minutes, four minutes. The ideal time to utilize this um, particular frequency, 10 hertz, through that special program, if you're doing during the day usage for this, is for about 28 to 30 minutes. Anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes, depending on who you are, is about the time it takes not for a siesta, but to a, a serious engagement of reconnecting with that place of relaxation and through that focused visualization. Because this is where you can have a higher anticipatory thresholds. You can actually predict things that are going to happen before they do based on that, how can I say, being on your toes versus on your heels. And I don't mean your body only. I mean in your nervous system, the ability to react quick, all of those things only are working high-level efficiency when you're able to be in that state of relaxed readiness or be in the zone. So the evolution of this came into utilizing this and the resting phase of the circadian rhythm, which is at the nighttime, and it's used as a night program throughout. However, and in the United States as well for many, many years, but as of recently, the FDA has been questioning, oh, okay, you guys are a muscle stimulator, but no other muscle stimulators are recommended to use during sleep. Of course, you don't want to use a TENS unit. And, I mean, who's going to sleep when they have electricity going through their body? But Beamer doesn't work that way. And Beamer is very gentle in this way. I mean, there's thousands of individuals across the world who have used uh, the special program and have used it during their sleep cycle. But in the United States, we are not allowed to market the Beamer. In fact, if you look in the user manual, uh, you're not supposed, the FDA doesn't want you to use it during sleep. Do people do it? Sure they do. Um, but it's not the intended usage. Is it a contraindication? Of course not. It's in the sections as it relates to you should be aware, warning, precaution. There's also, this is a great time to talk about other things that are um, in the manual about don't use it over the head, face, neck, or transthoracically. These are new things since the FDA Class 2 510K, the clearance here um, for Beamer. 
And it's not because any things are bad that Beamer has caused or maybe even could cause this, but because Beamer's in a category that other things can't do that as well. For instance, you wouldn't put a TENS unit um, that electrocutes your body over your eyes or your throat. I mean, it could choke you out. But the Beamer's not going to do that. So if you are going to use it during sleep or you are going to use it uh, over these areas where it's precautions or warnings, then you should check with a healthcare provider that you're working with, your doctor, and let them know you're using this product and uh, maybe they can give you guidance in that use. If they don't know about it, you contact the uh, medical expert center, or rather the doctor does, and there can be a doctor-doctor appointment. Uh, I do not talk with IBDs or users who want to use the Beamer. That's not how it works. It's um, you use the Beamer within the construct of the intended usage and the warnings, precautions, contraindications, and that's really the fine lines. That's your boundaries. You, you play tennis in That's the tennis court. When you have doubles, you have a, a line to the outside. When you have singles, it's one on the inside. Those boundaries are set in place not to inhibit what you can say, but for safety. And it's very easy to work within the constructs of these boundaries if you actually know what Beamer is and you can communicate that and convey that message. So you don't have to say that, oh, you can use Beamer during sleep. If they want to, they can, but it's not intended to be marketed that way. That's why you don't see it um, so much up on the Internet or other things now. Perfect, Dr. Berg. I could ask a thousand and one more questions, but let's give a chance for someone in the field to ask a question. Is that okay with you? Right away. Go ahead. Perfect. 405-229. 405-229. You've been waiting patiently. Go ahead. Maybe too patiently. 405-229. You're on. Okay. I'll ask the question for 405-229. If you are an IBD and you're out there in the field, picture yourself as an IBD. Give us your your elevator pitch on how you would explain Beamer, but also the special program. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Beamer is a, an FDA Class II medical device who is a muscle stimulator in the United States. If you're a Canadian listener and you're listening, Beamer is a licensed and registered by Health Canada as a Class II medical device as a vascular therapy that targets uh, the microcirculation and resuscitates vasomotor function. So as a baseline, whether in Canada or the United States, speaking of that way, then I simply talk about blood flow. Like, you, you, yeah, do you know the importance of blood flow? Well, yeah, the heart and this, and have you ever heard of the microvessels? I, I talk in conversations rather than giving a sales pitch. Um, very few people respond well to getting talked at or talked to. In fact, how's this? Nobody does unless, well, there's, a, there's underlying pathology, whether that's mental, emotional, or whatever. You, no one should be talked at, you know what I mean? And so you yes, engage with the relationship so of asking questions and connecting with what is relevant to them. And if it's new, you can't start a whole category. You have to bend and blend where they are. Meet the, that client, or what do you want to call it, a prospect, where they're at. And so speaking about blood flow, speaking about, hey, do you, do you know the importance of uh, stress and the impacts on blood and, and how sleep-wake cycles and performance and recovery and do you exercise, do you don't exercise? So many people want Beamer for, oh, I have a disease and I want Beamer to treat it. That's not what it's for. It's not what it's for. Can it be a helpful adjunct therapy? For 15, 16 years, I've been using it in clinical practice as that. But the thing that Beamer is, is a reset mechanism that allows the body to do what it does naturally, which is be in that homeostatic state. 
and there's not a medical device that I know. I mean, I know I've used tons of PMS devices. There's no other signal configuration that does what Beamer does, period. So when I look at it from that perspective, it would be a very short introduction, and it might not be like, oh, i got to do a deal now. I'll reach out to you. I'll follow up. I'll send you some things. That's why the share platform, I mean, I'm not involved with Beamer. For you folks that may think I'm an employee, I'm a consultant. I'm an outside consultant. I work from uh, the perspective of uh, medical scientific, FDA, regulatory. And when I got a hold of share from John Villasenor, when I saw this beta, it blew me away. I thought to myself, how can anyone not do this now? All the information is accessible to share. You don't have to do anything except for broker the intel, the information. It's as easy as it is. However, the hard part is, and I've been seeing this in the field, so I'm going to call to action right now. Do your job as an independent distributor as well. It's not to sell Beamers alone. I'm telling you it's not. It's to support the individuals you sell or share the Beamer with. That is what this is about. And it doesn't have to be for lifetime. Oh, yeah. You're not their healthcare provider, maybe. But you know what I mean. And so I, I took this a little uh, outside of your question, uh, Ian. But yeah, I um, I hope I, I, I conveyed my message. I, I absolutely do, and you took it beyond that for sure. Um, you definitely don't stay in the lines in coloring, so you definitely go out, which makes you a rock star. And one thing that I've learned <laughs> is to pass this last question off to Lisa. Thanks so much for coming on. She's going to ask you one more thing. You Actually, got it. Go ahead, Lisa. Th thank you for coming on, and I just want to let everybody know uh, tonight, uh, Wellness Wednesday, go into the distributor library, click on the corporate calendar to get the link uh, for the Wellness Wednesday, and invite Invite prospects, invite customers. I mean, this is something that really affects every person on the planet, right, is the stress. So um, Everything is involved with stress. <laughs> yeah, so Dr. Burka, thank you again for coming on. We appreciate it, and we appreciate everything that you do to help support uh, the field. So have a great show tonight on your Wellness Wednesday, and we will talk to you soon. And that will end our show for today. Thank you so much. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, 